encounters improve the quality of our lives. Encounters come to reveal to us the futility of life without God. Encounters will activate purpose and calling in our life. Encounters come to restore intimacy and fellowship. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. Encounters come to restore intimacy. Encounters come to reveal to us the futility of life. If you don't have a relationship with God, anything of value can become God to you. Welcome to Encounter Jesus Ministries, sustaining an experiential knowledge of God and walking in the fullness of our eternal ordination. Now, listen to God's servant, Apostle Oropo Michael, as he takes us through an encounter with the world. Glory to God. So tonight, we are still dealing with the ministry of the word. And so I just want to share with you, um, basically, you know, yesterday, um, last week, I showed you the protocol of the ministry of the word. I told you the ministry of the word has three major um, circuit systems. Number one is to engage the word. And I said number two is to obey the word. And I said number three is to put the word to work. So that's a broad spectrum analysis. For everyone who wants to be effective in the ministry of the word, you must, of necessity, engage the word. And I told you the way to engage the word is to read, is to listen to exhortation, and is to do studies on doctrine. In First Timothy chapter four, verse thirteen, it says, "Until I come, it says, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine." That's basically how you engage the word. And I said the second way to engage the word, if you want to be more intentional is to meditate on the word. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it said this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Amazingly, it didn't say it shouldn't depart out of your mind. It said it should not depart out of your mouth. It said, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. It said, and thou shalt make thy way. So the whole idea about the ministry of the word is to make thy way prosperous and to have good success. But you see, for you to make your way prosperous, he said you must meditate on the word day and night. So the second way to engage the word, apart from reading, exhortation and doctrine, is to meditate on the word. So that's the first aspect of the ministry of the word. The second aspect I said to obey the word. And if you see this same scripture in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it said that thou mayest observe to do that which is written therein. So you've got to obey the word because if you don't obey the word, the word will not be very strong in your life. So you observe to do therein. And then number three, I said when you have obeyed the word, then you put the word to work. That's when you give life to your faith. In James chapter 2 verse 19, 20 and 26, he said, thou believest that there's only one God. He said, thou doest well. He said, the devil also believes and trembles. He said, O vain man, he said, faith without work is dead. 
And in verse 26, it says, The body without the spirit is dead. It says, So also faith without works is dead. So the word that you have believed and engaged, the word that you have obeyed, you have to put it to work. Because it's in putting the word to work that you get your results. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, he said, He showed us how to receive salvation as an instance of how the word works. He said, Number one, if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So you believe in your heart, but for you to be saved, you have to confess. So there's got to be an action. If you don't put that word to work, you cannot get the results. He said, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. He said, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So it's our action that brings us the reality of the things that we believe. In James chapter 1, from verse 22 to verse 25, you see the way the apostle James explained it in a more clear sense. He said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So as far as James is concerned, if you are not doing the word, you are deceiving yourself. And in the next verse, James said, he said, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. And in the next verse, he said, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straight away forgeteth what manner of man he was. So if you just hear the word and you don't do it, it's like seeing yourself in the mirror, walking away and not knowing who you are. In the next verse of that scripture, see what it says. It says, For whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. He said, This man shall be blessed. And so the completion of the circuit of the word is the doing. It is in the doing that you receive the blessing. So you have to engage the word, you have to obey the word, and you have to do the word or put the word to work so that you receive the blessings of the word. And I said this is the circuit or the protocol of the ministry of the word. Now, I want to zoom in a little bit more critically on the aspect of engagement. And what I want to teach you tonight is how to receive the word of God. You see, the logos that's in the scripture is designed to teach us the principles of God and it's also designed to give us hope and it's also designed to increase our faith. But you see, the ministry of the word and the engagement does not really stop with the logos or with what we are hearing with our natural ears or what we are meditating. In fact, what we read in the logos, what we hear and what we meditate upon is designed to bring us into the organic ministry of the word. The word that comes to you, the proceeding word. So we've got to migrate from the logos. We've got to migrate from the teaching. We've got to migrate into the proceeding word. Let me give you an instance. When you study the word of God or the logos or you hear the messages, three things happen. Number one, you learn principles to perfect your life, which is beautiful. You, you receive hope because it comforts you and also it builds your faith. I'll give you some scriptures very quickly. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, I think verse 16 and 17. Check that quickly. Let me show them. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And he said, it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto every good works. So when we read the word, when we hear the word, this is one thing it does for us. 
it reproves us, it corrects us, it brings doctrine. So it shows us the ways of God and the principles of God so that we come to maturity. The man of God is perfected. The second thing the world does is that it gives us hope. It gives us comfort and consolation. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. It said the things that were written aforetime. It said they were written for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So when you read the word, you hear the word, it comforts you. Even if you don't have an answer. Or at least you know there is an assurance. So reading, studying, meditation and all of that brings you to understand the ways of God and the principles of God that brings you to maturity. It also helps you to have hope. But over and above that, you must come to that point where the word of God begins to come to you. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it says, Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the word of God comes to you as a proceeding word. That's the word that Jesus expects us to live by. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeded from the mouth of God. So, why the Logos that we read and hear produces principles, produces hope, produces faith, the active word that we put to work that produces power is the rhema of God, is the word that comes to us from God, is the proceeding word. So you can read the Logos, you have a robust, you know, a bank of the word of God. But when you are in a crisis, you need one word to come into your spirit. That's the word that carries power. That one is not for principles. That one is not for hope. That one is for turning your situations around. And it's a vital aspect of the ministry of the word. And so tonight, I want to share with us how to deal with the proceeding word. And there are two things I want to deal with. Number one is how to receive it. And number two is how to speak it forth or how to engage it. Because if you don't know this, you'll be locked up in principles. You'll be locked up in hope. You might even grow in faith, but you will not see the power that the word produces. Because the power that the word produces is a function of the proceeding word of God. And so very quickly, I want to show you five ways of receiving the proceeding word of God. Five ways of receiving it. Now, when the word of God begins to come to you as a proceeding word, it doesn't just come as logos anymore. It comes as light. It comes as wisdom. It comes as power. So when you start studying what we'll be studying tonight, you're going to be seeing the word introduced as light, introduced as power, introduced as wisdom. But over and above it is the fact that when the rhema word comes to you, it carries the answer, the present hour answer that you require for life and for destiny. So five ways of receiving the proceeding word of God. Number one is by asking in prayer. The proceeding word of God comes only to those who ask in prayer. When you pray and ask, it can come to you either as wisdom, as fire, as power. But by all means, when you begin to zero into the word in prayer, you discover that the word begins to be animated. That's why most times when you are reading and meditating, sometimes you pray in the spirit so that what you're reading can come to you as the living word of God. In James chapter 1 verse 5, 
Here's what the Bible says. Showing you how to receive the proceeding word. He said, if any man lack wisdom, he said, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and unbraided not. And he said, it shall be given to him. So this is the word of God now re, reprogrammed as a capsule of wisdom. So when you ask in prayer, Father, reveal the word to me. Father, give me the word for the now. Father, cause your word to come to my spirit. One of the ways it comes is by light or by wisdom. And that's why when Paul wanted the church in Ephesus to come into the experiential union with the word, one of the agencies he deployed was prayer. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, he began to show them how the word of God becomes light, how the word of God becomes power. He said, let's take it from verse 15. I just wanted to see the prayer aspect. He said, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. So you see that they have faith. And your love unto all the saints. They have love. That's why I told you the word of God perfects you. It brings you to maturity. It says, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and your love unto all saints. He said, cease not. Go to the next verse. To give thanks to God. Making mention of you in prayers. Now, see the way Paul was praying. Praying for them to come into the ministry of the word. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The Father of glory may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, this is precise knowledge of Christ. This is no longer a body of, of knowledge that you have gathered because you study. This one is precision in the delivery of the word of God. And Paul showed us that there are three dimensions to the expression. He said, number one, he said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling. Number two, he said, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And number three, he said, the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So now the word of God is coming to you as a hope of your calling, is coming to you as the riches that you have in Christ, and it's also coming to you as a working power. So for the world to become a working power, we must pray for the word to begin to move. It's called the proceeding word. When it comes to you, it can be just one word. And when you release it, you are going to see so much light. So many persons want to do business with the world, but they are not praying. The, Acts, the apostles knew this. So in Acts chapter 6 verse 4, they said it's not me to give ourselves to tables. They said we'll give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the world. If you want to grow in the ministry of the world, you must be given to prayer. That's what causes the world to come to you. Not just as logos, not just as principle, but as the living force of God, as the power of God, as the light of God. So prayer is an integral aspect for anyone who wants to receive the proceeding word of God. The second way you receive the proceeding word of God is by fasting, spending time alone with God in fasting. Listen, God is speaking to all of us, but most of the times we are too distracted by the noise the noise of the world around us, the noise of our legitimate concerns. And I use legitimate concerns because some of our concerns are really legitimate. For example, our sister just testified, you know, of the breakthrough she had as touching the house. You know, that's a legitimate concern. If you don't have an accommodation, there's no way you can be at peace. You see, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's money to pay for, for school fees or to pay for health issues and all of that. These are legitimate concerns. But as legitimate as they are, sometimes they become the stumbling block to our promotion in the spirit. So they become noise in our mind. 
if we want to receive the word of God, which has the power to take us out of the miracle, we must learn how to silence our spirits, silence our souls, so that we can hear the word. Because God is not shouting. It's a still small voice. The voice of God is not necessarily loud. It's distinct. And as you learn to quieten yourself, you become more familiar with the word. This is why fasting becomes very important. In Exodus 34 verse 28, we saw how Moses got to enter into the economy of the world. He said Moses was with the Lord for 40 days and for 40 nights. And he said he neither took bread nor drank water. And he said at that point, the word of the Lord was inscribed for him upon the tables or the tablets of stones. You see, so when you stay with God, the word of God must come to you. The same thing happened to Jesus. I just shared it with them online a moment ago when I was teaching on fasting. You see, in Matthew chapter 4, when the devil came to tempt Jesus, Jesus responded because he was fasting. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 2, the Bible said he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So the moment the challenge came, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Instantly the word popped up. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. That's the rhema. He was talking to us about the rhema and he was operating in the rhema at the same time. But why was his spirit so sensitive and precise to pick the exact word of God at the time that he needed it? It's simple. Because he had fasted. So his spirit was sensitive. His spirit was charged. His spirit was light. When you fast, what you do is that you silence the noise of the flesh and you activate the sensitivity of your spirit. It is in that state of sensitivity that you pick the word of God. The third way to receive the proceeding word of God is by walking perpetually in reverence and in fear for the Lord and for his word. If you despise the word of God, the word of God will not come to you. Many persons take the word of God for granted. And that's why they don't hear God. Sometime last year, we were having a 40 days prayer and fasting exercise. And while we were yet praying, I think at about 3 p.m., the word of the Lord came. A sister was leading prayer and I just heard, win five million souls. Immediately I heard it. I told them this is what God is saying. That was how we came about the project, five million souls. We didn't have the resources for it at the time. We were not even planning for it. But the moment we heard the word, because we respect the word, because we believe the word, we, it became our priority immediately. So when God speaks to you, it's got to be your priority. If you don't have reverence for the word, you can put God's word amongst the many other things you're doing. And when God sees that you don't reverence his word, he will not show his word to you anymore. He will not reveal his secrets to you. In Psalm 25 verse 14, here's what the Bible says. He said, the secret things belong to God. He said, but the things that are revealed, he said, they belong to us and to our children forever. Sorry, he said, the secret of the Lord I was quoting Deuteronomy 29, 29. He said, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. He will show them his covenant. So for those that God reveals his secrets to are those who fear him. If you don't fear the Lord, you cannot, the, the truth of the word, the proceeding word cannot come to you. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he said, he will show them his covenant. So the third way to receive the word of God is to start walking in reverence, respect the word, prioritize the word, believe the word, submit to the word, and you'd see that every day God will speak to you. I can tell you there is no day God does not speak to me. In fact, 
for the last six years, every message I preach, it came to me by revelation. Most times God is talking, I have to write very fast. Because if I don't write fast, after two minutes, everything vanishes. I can't remember it. It's when I'm done writing it, I now go and look for scriptures to put where, you know, to, to use scripture to, to substantiate it so I can teach it. Every day God speaks to me. And sometimes he speaks to me about people. Sometimes he speaks to me about situation. Sometimes he speaks to me about what to share to the body of Christ. Because I, I reverence the word. As I'm talking to you now, if I hear the Holy Ghost say stop, I'll tell you brothers and sisters, this meeting is over. I won't be too concerned about what would they feel, what would they think, would they come back tomorrow. He has spoken and that's final. And that's how I work. And anybody who begins to operate like that, you see that the word of God will begin to flow in his direction. The fourth way to receive the word of God is by becoming committed to kingdom service. Most of the things we hear today, we hear because we are serving the Lord. If I was not serving God by discipling you on this platform, I wouldn't receive the words of knowledge I received last week. I wouldn't have the word that I spoke last week because it wouldn't be necessary. So if you want to have more of the word of God coming to you, you must become committed to kingdom service. The more you make yourself a servant of Christ, the more the secrets of God, the more the word of the Lord, the more it begins to come to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, here's how Paul puts it. He said, we are servants. He said, let every man account of us as ministers of Christ and therefore stewards of the mysteries of God. So we, we, we receive the mysteries of God. We communicate the mysteries of God because we are servants of Christ. So anybody who becomes a servant of Christ, a minister of Christ, the word of God will come to him richly. The reason many people don't hear the word of God is because they are not servants. If you think what I'm saying is a joke, start winning souls. You'll be amazed how much word of knowledge you receive. As you go out every day to win souls, God will start telling you about people's challenges because it's a tool for soul winning. If you get involved in kingdom sponsorship, you discover that God will begin to give you wisdom about wealth creation because he needs you to be rich. He said, my kingdom through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. So the more you give yourself to kingdom service, the more the word of God comes to you in that area. Give yourself to children ministry and see the way God begins to talk to you about children. Begin to intercede for nations and see the way God talks to you about nations. You'll be speaking with precision and authority because the word of God comes to those who are given to kingdom service. That's how it works. And finally, how does the word of God come to you? By becoming sensitive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If you are sensitive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it is the job and prerogative of the Holy Spirit to reveal the word to you. In John 16 verse 13, here's what Jesus said. In fact, the, one of the major reasons why the Holy Ghost came. He said, how be it when the spirit of truth is come? He said, he will guide you into all truth. He said, for he shall not speak of himself. He said, whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So the key here is this. The Holy Ghost is here to speak to you. To speak to you the word of God and the things to come. However, he said he has to guide you. So if you are not following him as your guide, he cannot speak to you. He cannot show you the things to come. So many persons are not sensitive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They are not yielded to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is prompting them and they do not respond. And because they don't do that, they cannot hear or receive the word of God. There are two things you need to understand about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Number one, don't grieve the Holy Ghost. And number two, don't quench the Spirit. Grieving the Holy Ghost is to do the things that he doesn't want you to do. And quenching the Holy Ghost is not doing the things that he wants you to do. 
So if the Holy Ghost, for example, does not want you to involve in a quarrel, and you involve in a quarrel, you would grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says, grieve not the Spirit that is in you. Are you seeing that? And then if the Holy Ghost wants you to go and preach to somebody, and you do not go, you will quench the Holy Spirit. So there are those who are grieving the Holy Ghost by disobeying Him, in doing what it doesn't want them to do. And there are those who are quenching the Holy Spirit by also disobeying Him in not doing the things He wants them to do. For these two categories of people, they cannot be guided by the Holy Spirit. And because they are not guided by the Holy Spirit, they cannot receive the Word of God. And the Word of God is the key for a victorious life. It brings direction. It brings power. It brings wisdom. It brings strategy. It brings protection. It brings insurance. You cannot live without the Word of God. So you've got to make it a point of duty to know how to receive the word of God. It's a very cardinal aspect of the ministry of the word. In the ministry of the word, under the compartment of engagement, you must learn how to receive the Rema word. Yes, you begin by reading. You begin by listening to exhortation. You begin by studying doctrines. And then you go into meditation. But ultimately, all of this is designed for you to hear for yourself. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Matthew 4 verse 4. So you have moved from reading now. You have moved from meditation. You have moved from hearing a message. You have moved from doctrinal studies. You have now come to that point where your ear is in the mouth of the Father. He said, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That word is no longer the Logos. That's the Rema word of God. That Rema word of God is what brings direction. It's what brings power. Is what brings deliverance. Is what brings everything that life has got to offer. Because everything God created came by his word. There's nothing God has to give that does not proceed from his word. In fact, whatever you have that God has not spoken about or did not come from the word is a mirage. Over time, you discover it will disappear. Anything that has eternal roots on earth, anything that has an everlasting root on earth, anything that will, will be sustained on earth, must come from the word because in Hebrews 1 verse 3 he says he sustains all things by the word of his power so every aspect of your life there's got to be a word that powered it all of creation came from the speakings of the word he said in John chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God he said the same was in the beginning with God he said all things were made by him without him was not anything made that was made so God knows the secret of effective living God knows the secret of creation. The secret of creation and effective living is that everything you do must have its root in the word of God. And this word of God is the Rema word of God. So if your marriage is built on the word, no matter what the devil does, it will survive. If your career is built on the word, no matter what the devil does, it will survive. If your business is built on the word, no matter what the devil does, it will survive. If your ministry is built on the word, no matter what the devil does, it will survive. This is the secret of eternal relevance that we must live by the word. But how can you live by the word if you don't know how to receive the word? This is why it's imperative that every Christian must understand how to receive the word of God. And I've just given you five ways of receiving the word of God. Now that you have received the word of God, what are the ways of administering it? I'm going to deal with talking, talking the word only for tonight, to speak it forth. Because there are many ways to administer the word of God, but the most basic way of administering the word of God is to speak it forth. Because most of the times, 40 to 70% of the word that God will speak to you, you require to bring administration to it. Either by obeying it 
or by speaking forth. But tonight, let me just zero in on speaking because that's where everyone must be involved. For you to effectively bring administration to the word of God by speaking, there are five laws that must govern your communication. Number one is that you must stay within the boundary of truth. When the word of God comes to you and you want to see it effective, speak it in truth. There are many people that make a mess of the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. See what Paul said. It will amaze you that as pure as the word of God is, there are those who speak it in deceit, in deceit and deception. Go to, go to that. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have obtained mercy, we faint not. In verse 2. He said, but we have not, we have renounced, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. So there are many people who handle the word of God deceitfully. And that's why the word of God is not powerful in their lives. If you want to see the power of the word, you must handle it in truth, not deceitfully. You know that. So the word of God must be handled in truth. In Ephesians 4.15, it said, speaking the truth. So the word of God must be spoken as the truth and in truth. Because the word of God is truth. You cannot speak truth in deception. It will not produce results. In John 17 verse 17, it says, Sanctify them with thy word. It says, For thy word is truth. So everyone who wants to see the word of God powerful in his or her life must handle it in truth because the word of God itself is truth. That's the first way in administering the word of God by speaking. The second way to administer the word of God by speaking is to speak it in love. There are many people who are speaking the word of God today, but they are speaking it from bitterness. They are speaking it from pains. And so they are wondering why the word of God is not producing results. Because the word of God only functions in the atmosphere of love. Ephesians 4.15 that I just read, you see what the Bible says. It says speaking the truth in love. So if you don't speak the truth, you will not see result. And if you speak the truth and you don't speak it in love, you will still not see result. Because God is love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. That's why you see any Christian who speaks in love will speak boldly and he will have result because it brings you into boldness. God is love. And so the word must be spoken in love. 1 John 4, 8. God is love. It's littered in scripture. So if you want to speak the truth, you've got to speak the truth in love. He say, he that loveth, loveth not, knoweth not God. He say, for God is love. So if we want to speak the truth of God's word and see result, we've got to speak it in love. Number three, how do you speak the word of God? You speak it full of grace. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. It's got to be spoken in grace. Listen, when these things are very important and I'll show you what they do in the lives of the hearers. But let's read that scripture, Colossians 4 verse 6. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. So there's a way we speak the word. We speak it with grace. You see, many people are speaking the truth, but they are speaking it in bitterness. That's why it's not producing results. When I'm done, I will show you why all of these things are important. From speaking it as truth and in truth, from speaking it in love, from speaking it in grace, you will see that they all have the rules, the play. Number four. How do you speak the word? You speak it in humility. Anything done in arrogance will not receive divine approval. In James chapter 4 verse 10 and 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6. 
The Bible says to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time He will exhort us. Many people are doing what they are doing out of pride and arrogance. In fact, in the body of Christ today, the problem we have is that we know too much. So you see somebody talking, and you, you, the energy, the arrogance, the, the pride is just too much. So it makes it difficult to even receive what he's saying. So we've got to learn to do everything we are doing in the state of brokenness. That's what God sees. And then finally, the word of God must be spoken in boldness. Boldness. There are many forces in the world today that is trying to shut us up with threats. All kinds of threat so that we don't speak the word. But the word of God has the power to deliver us. He has the power to ensure us. So we must speak it with boldness. In Acts chapter 4 verse 29, the apostles were praying. And this was one of the major emphasis of their prayer. He said, now Lord, behold their threatenings. Those of you in the UK, you know it better. He said, grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word. So you need to speak the word with boldness. That's, that's how you gain penetration. If you don't speak the word with boldness, there can be no penetration. Too many people are afraid of speaking the truth of God's word. If you are preaching the word, don't take it personal. Don't have your own personal opinion. But present it as it is in the word. If you do that, do it with boldness. Whatever happens to you is a blessing. I'm telling you the truth. When I came to the UK, God told me to, to judge the spirit of, of, of LBTQ. LBTQ. And when I was done preaching on the last day, I roared it with audacity. I didn't care. I was going to be in the UK for another one week. And even before I went to the UK, I declared it with audacity. If they want, they can stop the visa. Somebody else will preach. But so long as God has put it in my mouth, I will say it with audacity. And I said it, I remained there. I didn't bother if they arrested me. And everywhere I go to, I say it. Every time I've preached in the UK, I've addressed it. Because it is contrary to the word. I'm not saying go do it. Of course, you, 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 you grow in these things. But I'm saying, whatever you feel there is a clearance for you to say, say it with boldness. If God tells you that blind eyes will see, don't, don't be afraid. Declare it with boldness. If God tells you that door will open, tell that person, in the name of Jesus, that door opens. That's what Leke, uh, Dr. Leke practiced and he got the result. He said God told him, he sends the leading to, you know, tell the brother that the next time you go for your checkup, he said your blood cells will be normal. Your white blood cells will be normal. He was afraid. But of course, that's why we pray. When you pray, you discover that the spirit of boldness comes to you. In Jude verse 20, he said, building up yourself upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When the apostles prayed in Acts 4.29, boldness came. The Bible says with great power, they declared the word of God. So when you pray, that boldness comes. And as he declared it with boldness, 31,000 white blood cells vanished. And cancer of the bone marrow was healed. You've got to declare with boldness. There are some of you here, you, you are going out, God tells you, somebody is, he has a, a, a broken arm. He said, tell that person you are healed in Jesus' name. And you, you are afraid. You've got to learn to speak the word with boldness. There are some of you, God tells you, that family that is going through that crisis, tell them, death will stop. And you're afraid. Don't be afraid. This is what life is about. We are here to amplify the thoughts of God. We are here to transmit the will of God. That's what our existence is for. And if we want to see the power and the glory of God, we must learn to administer the word. We administer it in truth, in love, in grace, in humility, and in boldness. Now, why are these five 
ways of administration important. When you speak the truth, it builds discernment in those who hear. Because there is a spirit of deception in the world. That's why we speak truth. So when you speak truth, what you are doing is that you are diffusing deception. And you are raising the pillar of discernment. So the atmosphere will be rid of deception. And the people who hear you will begin to grow in discernment. That's why we speak the truth. Now, why do we speak in love? When we speak in love, we impart the nature of Christ, the character of God. He said in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. So when we speak in love, we impart the nature. Because our words communicate spirit. And so when we talk in the nature of God, we impart the nature of God. Why do we speak grace? Grace edifies. When we speak in grace, people who hear us, they are built up. They are not broken down. They are not weakened. You saw um, the doctor speak earlier and she said she remembered what she heard on Wednesday. And when she remembered it, she began to make the declaration. That's how the Muslim girl that was converted received a miracle. Because she remembered the word. When she remembered the words that were spoken on Wednesday, her spirit gained strength. That's called ministering in grace. So when we speak to people, we must speak with grace because grace edifies. It causes you to rise up like an edifice so that you be you operate at the zenith of your life. And then you speak in humility. Why do you speak in humility? Because that's the only time you have divine approval. God resists the proud. He giveth more grace to the, to, the, to, to, the, to the humble. So if you want God to validate what you're speaking, you've got to say it with all humility. Most times when we talk, there's an air of loftiness. There's an air of pride. And the Spirit of God resists pride. He hates pride. That, that's, the, that's, the, that's the sin of the devil. It's, 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 the, it's the root of rebellion. Pride. So when God sees it, it reminds him of the Luciferous rebellion. That's why we cannot afford to allow pride come into our operations. And then finally, why is boldness important? Boldness produces the results. It is in that spirit of boldness that the, the life and the power of God is advanced. So if you want to see yourself growing in the ministry of the word, you must learn how to receive the word. And when you receive the word, you must learn how to speak it with boldness. And as you do this, you will discover that the word of God will start producing results in your life. And every day of your life will become an endless stream of the miraculous. I'm persuaded that everyone listening to me tonight, you are going to have miracles in the area of your health. You are going to have miracles in the area of your career. You are going to have miracles in the area of transformation, both of your lives and the lives of those around you. And your life is just going to begin to move upward and forward only. The Bible said the path of the just man is as a shiny light. It shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. We, we, we're not supposed to be up and down. We're supposed to be up and forward only. Because it's, it's not bright and dim. It's brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. And that's going to be the testimony of someone. That every week you receive a spectacular testimony. And it just keeps growing. It just keeps increasing. And there's no limit to it. And then the bigger you become, the more you advance God's kingdom. And the more you give value to the lives of others. Oh, glory to God. Praise Jesus. This is the glorious life that we have in Christ Jesus. This is the victorious life that we have in Christ Jesus. That every one of us is a king. Every one of us is a priest. We were called to embody the kingdom and to express it. And one of the ways we embody and express the kingdom is by mastering the ministry of the word. 
The ministry of the word is so important. The apostle said, it's not me to give ourselves to tables. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. He said, we would give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And every one of them was a wonder to their generation. Because they knew the secrets. They knew where the power was. And from today, you will start seeing that power in your life. You start seeing that glorious existence because you become the proof and the testimony of all God claims in his word. You become a witness indeed and you become an answer to your generation. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree over your children, the word of God is producing results in their lives. The word of God is producing fruits in their lives. Father, they are receiving miracles and testimonies of transformation every day and every week of their lives. No day in the future will be less than that in the past. Their lives will become that part that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. And Lord, if there be anyone here who is suffering any challenge, this world has come to us tonight. May it produce answers in the lives of that one. I cause sicknesses, every terminal infirmity from your liver to your lungs, to your kidneys, to your blood, Every terminal disease, I root them out of their bodies now. I cause them to the root. I decree be healed in the name of Jesus. I cause every growth in your body that is not of God, cancer or every irregular good, pie, whatever it is called, in the name of Jesus, die. I cause those growths and I decree be healed right now. Father, if there be anyone here who is taunted, I break the embargo over their lives. I release speed over you. Between now and the next seven days, you are going to record tremendous speed and acceleration. Productivity on every side. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord is telling me now that most of you will receive things by free course. In the next seven days, in the next 14 days, what you didn't labor for will come to you. Some of you will receive cars. Some of you receive houses. Some of you receive monies. Some of you receive gift things that people fight for. It will come to you because it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And they say, all these things shall be added to you. In the name of Jesus, you receive things by free course. By the power of the Holy Spirit, receive things by free course. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is talking to me now that is going to encounter some of your children. Those of you listening to me that have children, your son, your daughter has been a prayer point. You're wondering why they are so westernized. They don't love the ways of God. They come under the atmosphere of that encounter now. And most of them will come under great fire and passion for God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. You are visiting your people now. I release life. I release healing. Pains are leaving people. Growths are vanishing from people. And Lord, even as they leave this meeting, they lay hands on the sick, the sick recover. They speak over circumstances and there is a turnaround. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I commission them into that realm of power. Walk in that power. Walk in those realms. Oh, thank you, Father. Somebody is having a challenge in your workplace. They are ganging up against you. God has exalted your horn. You will be promoted. And you become greater, higher than everybody who was fighting you. They will take instructions from you. I move you up by the Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. These ones are light indeed. They are shining bright in their world. They are dispersing darkness. Lord, they are taking over. They are taking over the United Kingdom. A little one will become a thousand. A small one will become a great nation. 
Lord, most of them will become so fruitful. Every week they are winning souls. Every week they are winning souls. They will become so big. And the point will come, Lord, you will apportion territories to them. Because every one of them is a city set upon a hill that cannot be healed. All these sisters listening to me here, Father, let their wombs in the spirit open. Most of them will begin to win souls in their tens, in their hundreds, in their thousands. Oh, precious Holy Spirit, you are enlarging everyone listening to me now. Because they are a blessing to that nation. They are making their mark in that nation. They are taking over that land. Lord, they will not just be there to survive. They will become the answer to many frustrated people. And Father, you will use this one to raise a tribe in the United Kingdom. And they will carry your glory and your power even to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. Take all the honor, Lord. Generals are rising from here. Giants, rulers, captains of industries, leaders with exceptional talents and capacities, entrepreneurs are rising from here, Holy Spirit, and they are changing their world. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the remarkable increase. We've been shifted. Thank you, Father, we've been shifted. We receive it in faith. We walk in the experience. Take all the glory. And Lord, thank you for the grace you've given to them to watch in the place of prayer. They are in a nation that is cold and lukewarm. But you've raised them as an altar, burning with fire. Not one of them will relent or become weak. The grace to rise up early to pray and to pray at night, to be the gatekeepers over that land, is released upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, the anointing of God is increasing on someone's life tonight. You would see that as you go out from tomorrow, the unction of God on your life, the presence, the anointing would increase. Demons will be cast out. As you speak, demons will be cast out. Healings and miracles will flow effortlessly. Because the Lord is shifting most of you in the spirit. Increasing your ranking in the spirit. I release that grace upon you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the privilege of my ordination. I bring you that impartation. And I decree rise up to higher levels of the anointing. And be established in the spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you Abba Father. Paul say I long to see you. That I may impart unto you spiritual blessings. That in the end you might be established. I decree that you are established. As I see you now, I speak it into your life. Be established in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the giftings of God be activated in your life. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, gifts of walking of miracles, gifts of discernment of spirit, gifts of prophecy. They are woken, activated on your inside. Become a wonder to your world. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this is the prophetic generation. These are the people that the nation has been waiting for. And so, Lord, they go and they take over. Oh, thank you, Lord. Some of them will take over systems. Some will take over cities. Some will take over territories. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, every word you've spoken to them will be confirmed. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you... You are blessed. You are so blessed. Listen to me. You are so blessed. You see, some of you, the glory of God in your life will begin to radiate. As you walk to your office, 
they, they will look at you. You will just smile. And your smile will bring healing to broken hearted people. The radiation, the glory of God, it just increased. I sense it when there is that move. The glory, it just increased in your life. Some of you, you, you are struggling in certain areas of your life. You see unprecedented victories. Some of you, they are ganging up against you, fighting you. It looks as if things are not working. You just ascend from that realm. The glory has just increased. Praise God. And some of you, even in the natural, you will start looking more beautiful. Because of the glory, it will rub off on your natural being. You start looking more handsome. The glory will just radiate on everything you do. And your families, there will be greater joy. There will be greater peace. There will be greater understanding. You will just find that everybody will be happy. And everybody is just progressing. And everybody is just basking in health and in strength. And as you carry it, it will flow out of you like a river. People who are frustrated, you just speak to them and they will come alive. They will become excited. They will will just come alive. The life of God will flow out of you. Yes, you are the answer. You are the prophetic generation. I bless you with the presence of God. I bless you with the name of God. I bless you with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Go and take over. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. After this meeting tonight, begin to dare to think big and do big things. Because your capacities have been enlarged. Think big. Do big things. Yes, that's what you were called for. Because you have shifted and it is established. In Jesus' name. Even that atmosphere in your room where you are listening, you are going to see strange things begin to happen. Most of you will have angelic encounters. Angelic encounters. Most of you will pray from that room where you are. There will be instant answers. Like instant. By the second as you are declaring it's happening. Because something has just shifted. Glory to God. Your homes are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Have you been blessed tonight? Praise God. Praise God. If you were blessed by this message you just listened to and you wish to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, kindly repeat the prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in your Son Jesus Christ and that He died for my sins. He was raised from the dead for my justification. I, therefore, confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said this prayers, congratulations. You are now a member of the family of God. Kindly send us an email, prayer at encounterjesusministriesinternational.org. You can also visit our website at www.encounterjesusministriesinternational.org. God bless you.